I spent the last seven years of my life living out my wildest dreams. Bianca, Rocky, my dad. This is built on their shoulders. Hey, my man, can I help you? Let me get an autograph. Nah, I ain't signing the autographs, but you get off my car. You don't remember me, huh? How long were you locked up? 18 years, bro. Just got out last week. Glad to have you back out, huh? I know I've been away a long time, but I kept myself in shape. I still got gas in the tank. Come by the gym. Thank you. Curious what happened with you two? I didn't tell you. We was like brothers. I was the best, though. But I never got a chance to prove that. That's cute. What up, folks? <laughs> We're back with a new episode, or a few episode. You're listening to the best damn movie pop culture podcast you've ever heard in your life. This is Words from Blurs. I'm JT, and the other mother on the side of the microphone saying Blurs is a do. A do? What the hell are we reviewing you today? You want to play Blur, right? Um, um, no, no Google, we do not. No Alexa, we do not. <laughs> uh, but it, it hurt us, but Apple, Apple, they they listen in on us, man. Uh, but yeah, we are reviewing Creed 3. Yes, we are. The Michael B. Jordan directorial debut. I'm just gonna come out, come out of the gate. I like this movie. I'm just, I mean, I'm gonna tell you folks the reasons why we're gonna break it down a little bit, but I like this movie. I also liked it. Um, it was really well done, man. Um, I don't know if you did the same, but before I watched Creed three, I rewatched uh the first two again. Um, yeah. Did you did you do the same? I did. I did. Okay. Okay. So the first two. Um, the first one I think is really well done. I love the first one. I actually found out. I I realized I like the Creed movies a lot more than I realized. Um, the first one, I, I I liked it. Um, I liked it even more on rewatch. The second one, I was kind of in on it on on the first watch, but for some reason, this rewatch, I liked it a lot more. I don't really know why. I just I just did. And then this one, I'm like, yo, this this is a solid trilogy. We have, in my opinion, anyway, three solid movies in a row. Yeah, the first being directed by. Uh, Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther, Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan, they had their relationship already, so that was great. And then, like you said, there was definitely a slight uh, difference uh, with the second Creed, directed by Stephen Cable Jr., who is directing the um, upcoming Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So he's handling yeah, these I mean, both. All right. Yeah, both are black directors. Both, I think, have their own flair, have their own style, and brought their own sensibilities to the movie, to the franchise, should I say. Um, but I think most people agree with you when they say that that first Creed movie, it hits the spot a little bit differently. And this one, of course, follows in that same tradition with not only the star, but I, I think he also probably has executive producer credit at this point, um, stepping behind the directors 
chair to direct himself as well as Jonathan Majors. And I think you're 100% right. We definitely have a very solid trilogy uh, so far with the Creed films. They're they're boxing anime. They really are. I feel like I, I've been I'm, saying that a lot. I mean, you're, you're saying that. I know, but I mean, you're saying that. And Michael B. Jordan specifically said that this movie is heavily influenced. The way his directing style is heavily influenced by anime. And you can see it in so many different frames when they're actually fighting. It is... I won't say orgasmic, but it is quite. Uh, I mean, it's... there were some ladies. I mean, look, hey, this movie was clearly for the ladies as much as it was for the men. I mean, you know, word on the street is they've been take they've been bringing roses to screenings of Creed three. So I mean, oh, not surprised. They wasn't not they surprised. wasn't doing that in my my theater, thankfully. But I mean, you it, it's 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 definitely some stuff for the ladies too. You know, hey, hey some mm-hmm. dudes. You know, so I I feel like orgasmic is is probably the word to use in this case okay <laughs> um but yeah overall this movie is freaking great michael e. jordan did his thing with the with the directorial like like he's like like i was saying the style the certain shots the cinematography uh you know they say there is no good rocky movie without a good montage this movie has a dope ass montage not only for Creed's character for Adonis's character or Michael Jordan's character Adonis Creed but also Jonathan Major's character whose name I am drawing a blank on Diamond Dame Anderson uh, yep yep these, or just Dame or Damien these these champ ass boxing names uh, yeah Dame um, who again he does a great I mean we literally just reviewed Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, we talked about how great Jonathan Majors was in that movie. He's just as great in this movie. Yeah, he's, I he's mean, really proving you wrong these days, man. I mean, if you don't get off my ass... You would have said it, not me! I, I don't know. I thought his performance... I still think his performance... And you know the, what's funny? What's funny? The they just, uh, they yeah. just announced that um, Jonathan Majors is going to be... is going to be starring in this movie called Duh Understudies and it's uh, possibly to be directed by Spike Lee so I mean good God I hope it's not another overacting storm like he did oh my God still Duh Five Bloods and the Five Bloods was fire and he was listen great listen, listen listen but we digress this isn't a the Five Bloods review if you do want to hear us review the Five Bloods we did go so go you can't go back and listen out. to that absolutely but we're talking about Creed 3 so yeah Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, uh, Jonathan Majors uh, is basically this guy who grew up with Adonis. Um, you know, they both got caught up in some shit. And just like with my bigger review, Adonis is, I mean, Dame's character chose to give Adonis, uh, you know, well, not chose. He gave Adonis the past. He gave him the past to live his life, go on and live his dream. And, you know, Oh, the pass. I mean, it wasn't a pass, but I mean, he literally, he had no choice. He had no choice. He he definitely he had a I mean, choice. They, were, they I, were kids. Well, yeah, he they were kids, and he was the older one. Yeah, but and he was the one but, who he was the one who was. I mean, he was the one who took it to an an extreme. 
Apollo had a choice though. Both of them made choices, and but they, they were both, both made kids, choices, you know. But, but they were I'm just saying, kids. he kind of left them hanging though. That was kind that was kind of messed up. Oh no, hundred percent, he left them hanging. I don't disagree with you there. I do not disagree with you there. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, did this movie make you like Apollo a little less? Um, yes, a little bit. I think he definitely. <laughs> um, you definitely got the sense that he was no longer of the people. He was no, and he was like, I mean, I get he's a daddy now. That's cool, but it also seems like he's a little bit neglectful in his marriage. He's more so focused on the business, bringing up the next, the next boxer. Um, I mean, as an adult, you do got to focus on these adult things, but it just he he definitely kind of seemed like a little like a little punk ass. Um, I mean, some people have called Michael B. Jordan recently corny. I would say that uh, Adonis Creed at, was a little corny in this movie, and not in like a Steve Urkel Damn, type of way. Not corny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had to say it. I had to. I had to say it. But yeah, I definitely liked him a little less. Um, and honestly, there were some things in this movie that could have been a little bit handled a little bit better. Some characters could have been handled a little bit better. Um, is there one in particular that you think could have been handled better? Oh, uh, well, I have two specifically in mind. Uh, both are the women in Adonis's life. Um, I thought Tessa Thompson didn't have much to do in this. I felt like she was she was scratching for whatever scrapes they were giving her, but I feel like she, Tessa Thompson really did not have a lot to do. And the earlier movies, and what's weird is the earlier movies touched on her like going deaf, saying, oh, not death, deaf, her, you know, singing and her, um, you know, it's irreversible, I believe they said in the first movie. And apparently she can just stop the process of going deaf by not singing on uh, a stage. Oh, yeah, think, that was, I thought that was kind of I don't think that's too. how that works. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, well, they said, so in the first movie, they said her hearing loss was progressive, but I, I guess it's just, I mean, she wears hearing aids, right? She does wear hearing aids, but I mean, at this point, that little girl had to be what the their daughter had to be. I want to say maybe eight. Yeah, about that eight. age, eight something like so that. So, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert. I I I'm, I haven't gone deaf. I don't have a lot of deaf people in my life, but I'm pretty sure they were together for a couple of years beforehand. So, I'm just saying the the timeline is a little sketchy. A little sketchy. Uh, and also, well, yeah. what did you what did you think about Tessa Thompson and her and what she had to do in this movie? I hundred percent agree. Um, I really think they could have given her a little more to do. Um, it seems like a lot of her screen time is spent just trying to figure out who Apollo is as a man, which is weird because they've been married for been a significant amount before. of time. I feel like, damn, you sh you should know a little bit more about your man by now, like. I mean, I get I just it. Like Apollo, how... Apollo is kind of closed off, so he doesn't really want to talk about his past life too much. And I got something to say about that, actually, um, where I thought the story was going to go, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, yeah, they really could have done a bit more with her. But at the same time, you, you got to 
you got to realize that this is ultimately Apollo's story. And yeah, Tessa, Tessa Thompson is obviously by now an A-list actress. So I don't know. It's it's kind of that weird balance where it's like she she is an A-lister. So you, you should give her more to do. But at the same time, the story is mostly about Apollo and Dane. So it's like you got to have the focus on them. So, yeah, I don't know. It's It's kind of a weird balancing act with that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get it. You have to focus on the main character and, you know, your protagonist and your antagonist. Um, I just I just feel like there was more. There was a little more to emotionally ground Adonis, and it just seemed like they, they were focused on him being grounded through working out and through him getting back in shape, which I guess is the, is, that's the DNA of the Rocky movies. But I think the whole point of having a, a Rocky slash Creed adjacent movie is that you can push the envelope and delve deeper, delve deeper into these emotions and into these raw moments. Like that one moment where, you know, I won't spoil it, but as Thompson is just trying to understand what's going on, he completely blows up on her. I'm like, whoa. Yo, the way he was acting... That the way he was acting, like when they revealed what happened to him and Dame, I thought they were gonna go somewhere else with it, like darker. Like I thought, you know, I did too. Yeah. I okay. So too. you thought the same thing, and then when they but did then, do that, was I was that... like, oh, because you know, Creed is all like, I don't want to talk about this shit. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. Duh, duh, duh. So I'm like, and, and you know, in the black community, you know? that when men act like that, it's not. It's it's typically well, not typically, but there it's t- what is the word statistically. It is because of something a, a lot darker, a lot something that's kept under the rug a lot more than you know just what it ended up being. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, what uh what their caretaker did to them was still bad, but I, I just thought it was gonna be some a lot worse, you know. But you know, it was that's just where I thought the story was going. So I thought it was weird. I mean, not I don't know, is weird the right word? I was kind of surprised they didn't do that just based off of Apollo's I think reaction. His, I yeah, I, I think his reaction was a little overkill for what it actually was. And again, you can't control we can't control how someone might actually react to reliving that kind of trauma. But I definitely think that you know being with your wife for all those years and not being able to talk about this particular aspect of your life eh, I want to say it's unrealistic Uh, okay I won't say unrealistic because one constant throughout all three movies is that Apollo has a very short fuse you know he's Mm. quick he's quick to react so it's it's within character it's just that her reaction made me think it was or his reaction made me think it was gonna be something else but yeah uh, I thought the little girl was great. Uh, her name is oh yeah Mila Davis Kent, who is apparently actually deaf. And, oh yeah, um, I could tell. And it, I thought I thought she did a great job. You know, with kid actors, it's always like, uh, are they going to be hit good? or miss? You know, hit or exactly hit or miss. But she was really good. It was you know, really cool to see um, ASL being used so much, so much in this movie. And it's starting to be more and more used. You know, they they use it in uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is that movie? Hawkeye, but also um, the John Krasinski horror movie. Oh, A Quiet Place. Uh, a Quiet Place uh, and A Quiet Place Part 2. It's, it's becoming a little more commonplace, which is 
you know, showing that Hollywood is starting to embrace that even those who have a disability can still and can still very much be uh, in an interactive world uh, despite their handicaps. Yeah, and I, you know, I myself, you know, been learning a little ASL myself lately. So I thought it was really cool to see that, you know, I was trying, I was trying not to look at the subtitles and just see if I could figure out for myself what they were saying. So, yeah, mm. I, I recognized some of the signs they were doing too. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. It's always good to, to, to be able to recognize when films in the industry are just incorporating these new subgroups of people and customs. It's really, it's really important. Yeah, mad inclusivity happening right now. But I mean, I feel like we're we're kind of we haven't really touched on the main event, you know, what everyone has been focusing on for real for real, consider you no. know, with this movie. I, I I think you know. Jonathan Majors yes. as Dane. Killed it. This yo, he yeah, he he's kind of having a renaissance right now. He's got back to back number one movies. Between Man, Quantumania what? and Creed Three, it's yo, and he, he has, killed listen. it, bro. I was, I was, I was kind of scared of of Dame. I was kind of scared for Apollo. I mean, look, yeah, I, I kind of wanted Dame to win. You know, once we found out the backstory and how he kind of left him hanging like that, I was like, damn, you did him dirty. I kind of want Dame to win now. But yo, like, you know, the thing about um Jonathan Majors, he does a lot of acting with his face, a lot of acting with his face, like. In the in the boxing matches, especially, you know, what you, you can like the, the look in his eyes when the camera the camera is like focusing on a certain body part of his opponent, and then the, it cuts back to Jonathan Majors and you just look at his eyes. He's just you can tell he's looking at that part. He's like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna fuck him up. Yo, that yo, that's oh my god. The, the analytical shit is was really crazy. Like that that was like um it reminded me of the the I guess these the, I don't know what it's, what 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 those scenes are called, but let's just say the the time pausing scene in the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. where he would stop, analyze a weak point, and Sherlock. attack it. That that did I not say? Yeah, no, I said he, the Sherlock. Oh, uh, I thought you said uh, I thought you said time pausing movies. No, the scenes in the Sherlock movies. Oh, my bad, my bad. Where the time pauses, yeah. Got you. I was like, whoa, that is some cool shit. That I don't think I've ever seen that in a boxing movie. You know, I think there there are some really interesting shots in this movie that I don't think I've seen in a Rocky film or in a boxing film or in a fighting film, period. Most times they just like, we're just seeing them go uh, go blow for blow. But Michael B. Jordan took the time to put us in the point of view of his character as Adonis. Like, and I knew just because that because that first opening scene, I'm like, okay, this this technique is going to become very handy in the end of the movie, without a doubt. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And he's really he. He was really good at making Dame. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, empathetic. You mm. know, because the, the whole thing about Dame is he's he before you know he got put away, he was like the top boxer 
in the Crenshaw district, you know, he was, you know, on his way up. And then, you know, what happened happened and he wound up in prison for 18 years. He gets out. He's like, and he's watching um, Apollo, you know, he feels like Apollo's living his life and that's his main motivation throughout the whole movie. I'm going to get what I feel like I'm owed. And, you know, he's like, damn, I, I, you really feel bad for him because he took the fall for someone who he considered his brother and his brother, he didn't even call him or write him the whole time. Like you, you, you could have, you know, you could have you know, hit him up while he was in prison, made sure he was okay. Sure could you know? have. That, that, that's what I'm saying. This movie kind of made me like Apollo a little less. But it also made me kind of just like his, his mom. I mean, she was always kind of a, oh, I raised you to be a good boy just so that I could say, I, I guess, prove your father wrong for abandoning you. But in 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 doing so, she's also kind of try, she's also stripped him of his past. She's, she stripped him of his past. I mean... And- well, I, I I ain't gonna go in on Mama too much. I get it though. No, for real. Like, consider being in her shoes. Like, all you know about this guy is that they're in prison now. They had a gun, and they may have almost gotten your son in trouble. I mean, I might do the same thing if I was her. You know, I I get it. I'm just from a parent's point of view. Like, I get it. From a from a parent's perspective, but at the same time, as he got older, as Adonis became Adonis Creed, you know, the boxer we know, and Jonathan's doing what he's doing to reach out, even though it's not really on him to do so, you know, his his mother is, you know, the bane in that. She is, she is really the cause of this contention, although... What happened between them? Once Apollo's a grown-ass man, what was stopping him from checking up on him? This is true. But when you're a boxer, you know, you don't think about anybody in your past. You know, people from your ah, past. Come on, dog. Up. What about when he had that white-collar job in Creed 1? He could have called him up. You, you think any of them, you think he called any of them motherfucking uh, old-ass co-workers he used to have at that white accounting job? He didn't have any friends there. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about his brother. Someone he considered Jeez. his brother. He could have called him in Creed 1, bro. Um, are you damn sure he's right? And he probably he probably was writing before that. So I, I think you know there's blame to be had on both sides, but definitely on on part of the mom. You can't deny that the mom definitely was the start of of this because if if uh, what the fuck is his name if Adonis had known just a little bit earlier, there could have been more things in place. Fucking. Uh, Dame would have had to fucking try and break somebody's uh hands and arms and shit just to become what he became. Okay, motherfuckers um, stoop to mob tactics. That's since, mafia shit. Since you hit on that part, do you think uh th- that was a little too like super villainish? Because like this nigga came up with the whole ass like fucking Machiavellian evil plan with like steps and shit like step one get out of jail step two ingratiate myself with apollo step three join the gym so i can study the moves of the top champ you know it's like yeah damn dude like you did you feel like that was a little too like eh, super villainish for this movie i i i did because in the real world who the fuck is about to take a bid for you 
Who is literally about to take a bid for you just to break somebody's hands? Did did he like? I I mean, I assume he paid that guy, but like, is paid he still him what? What, what? What would it have meant? He had no money. How would he have paid him? That's he had no money before good... he went in. Well, well, I mean, he, you know, he became the champ, right? So I mean, he probably got a little. I wouldn't money. take that bet. I wouldn't have take took that bet. Shit. <laughs> if I if I'm just getting if I'm just getting out of jail, same time as you or before you. Or a little bit after you, you want me to go back in so that you have a chance at a title shot? Shit. I don't care. I, and you're not even guaranteed because your man is not even let he's not even letting you in. He could have had somebody else on the sidelines for all we knew. Man. This is this is true. This is yeah. yeah this is, I mean, that. this is a movie. This is a movie, but yeah. shit. And it you, is anime. I'll be hard pressed. Uh yeah yeah there yeah 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 it is, I guess. Did you um feel that the absence of Rocky was felt in this movie or? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I want to say fifty-fifty. Yes and no. There was. I mean, I obviously knew that there was no Rocky. I know the drama behind that and all that, and I know that Rocky would have been... I think it would have been funny to see Sylvester Stallone's Rocky uh, readjust, I guess, to being in California to help Adonis get to his peak because he's this old crotchety man in Philly who's left all that shit behind. But at the same time, in order to push Adonis out of the shadow of Rocky... I think it was necessary to give him a little, that little bit of breathing room. I think um, it showed that he was able to come up with his own plan. Um, but even still, I think the Rocky formula, which there is Rocky DNA all throughout this movie, the Rocky formula was go back to what you know. Go back to who helped you get to where you were. Yeah, he, I listen. I, I'm I'm forgetting. I'm, I might be right, might be wrong. Is the black trainer, the skinny guy, is that supposed to be his like half brother? Is that right? You talking about Wood Harris? Yes. No, that's, that's the be... that's the son of uh Rocky Rocky's former trainer. Oh. Yeah, Duke from the Rocky movies. This is Lil Duke. Right. I see I, I never watched all of them. I never watched all the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've all, even I've only seen like the first two or three. I, I know enough about the rest of them to understand like references and stuff like that. But yeah, but yeah, no, that he's the he's the like Wood Harris is the son of a uh, Rocky's former trainer, mm. and uh, and a uh, up uh, and obviously Apollo, not Apollo. Wait, I just realized I've been calling Adonis Apollo, haven't I? Shit, uh, not I think really. I have. I think I did. Okay. Apollo, Apollo's former trainer as well. I, I think I called Adonis Apollo like a few times. <laughs> wow. I just realized that. But yeah. um, Yeah. So that's who Wood Harris is. Okay. So, I mean, although I think Wood Harris, he had a little bit more of an active role just because there was no Rocky. Um, but I think that, you know, I think Rocky should come back. 
I would love for Sylvester Stallone to come back. I just know that there's so much drama with the distribution. Not the distribution rights. He's just got the rights. Beef. Well, that and he's got beef with the producer. Yeah, That's the, the producer who who bought the rights, the Rocky rights from him when he first wrote it. Yeah, and apparently he didn't like uh, that the story was going so dark. Which, by the way, is another I, reason why I thought you know they were gonna have the uh, foster parent. You know, with the uh, you know, that's another reason why I thought that's where they were gonna go because I knew that uh, Sylvester Stallone also felt like the story was going too dark. And I'm like, this, I don't even think the movie was that dark, really. But it wasn't. Yeah. You know, but me personally, um, I was fine with Rocky not being there. I kind of wish he was there, just you know, just cause. But the story worked without him, honestly. Um, in my head canon. And it's weird because the movie do- the movie doesn't even mention Apollo. I'm- I can't, damn it, it doesn't mention Rocky at all. So I thought they was gonna say something like, "Oh, he's <laughs> spending time with his son," you know, back in Creed two or whatever. But you know, I don't know. But no, I, I was I, me personally, I was fine with it. The story was able to work without him. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely worked without him, without a doubt, without the shadow of a doubt. I just. I hope moving forward that they can get them back. Yeah. Oh, the fight scenes. The fight scenes. Dame was beating the shit out of these niggas, man. He was beating the when he when he uh punched Adonis in the stomach and you see the sweat literally fly off his back. For a second, I thought I was about to see his fist come out of his back too. I'm not gonna lie. Sheesh. Oh, how, yeah, how he did... was definitely. My bad. Go ahead. I was saying, yeah, he was definitely like coming in strong, coming in hard. I pause. Um, oh just my god! Be... Just because you know this man has been in, he was in, he was in for such a long time. So he was in for such a long time. Pause. That's what she said. Um, hey, we both did that time. Mm. <laughs> he was in for such in for such a long time that you know when he. He knew he got out. He had to hit the ground running. Pause. Mm. Ah. He had to hit the ground running because, you know, he his age and all that, he hasn't been, he doesn't have long. You know, a boxer's lifespan is perhaps early 40s if you're looking at Floyd Mayweather as a blueprint possibly. But he was he was coming to lay down the law, let people know who the fuck he was. And he was not playing about that. He was trying to tell Adonis, he's like, Donnie, you know, I need you to hook me up. My time all has almost come and gone, and I'm in the middle of the of of the of the good part. So and not getting where he wanted to be at the the speed he wanted to, he was ready to knock niggas out. And that's exactly what he did. Do you like what they did with the the last fight with the different like directive choices Michael B. Jordan went with like the oh, part, yeah. particularly the part where it was like all the, the crowd went away and it was just them two. I thought that was really cool too. Oh yeah. And then they just kind of showed um them sitting across from each other as their younger selves. They kind of showed probably what I imagine um Dame was, you know, where he was fighting, how he was fighting. He was he kept himself in shape in prison. So I imagine we were getting a lot of a lot of you know his perspective, or at least his surroundings, while he was still 
trying to keep himself busy, keep himself in shape. I could have done without the 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 jail cell door thing, but I mean, whatever. This just that's just being nitpicky at that point. But it was fine. I, I really liked it. I thought it was really creative and cool. Um, it was a different kind of way to direct a boxing scene. So I'm 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 glad Michael B. Jordan took some risks with that. I think he did a really good job for his directorial debut. Um, oh, 100%. Do you think we need a Creed 4? Or do you even want a Creed 4? Because I feel like I wouldn't mind another one, but I feel like they're good with these three, you know? This is a solid ending for the trilogy if this is where they're going to end it. Um, I'm pretty sure because just because this movie got um has broken box office records in terms of highest opening for a sports film ever so i'm sure they're they're already renegotiating his contract planning for another trilogy of films and who they're going to bring in in the last film to to then transfer the the um the franchise into a new character i'm sure they're already planning that shit i really i'm fairly sure Michael B. Jordan's a hot is a hot name. He's a hot actor. Um, as you is know, he's one uh, by Jonathan Majors. Yeah, and so you got both of those characters, especially introducing Jonathan Majors into this universe. People are going to want to see these characters again, whether it's against each other, perhaps one dying like Apollo Creed did in uh, in an eventual Rocky movie. Whatever they're going to want that drama. They're going to want that chemistry. I mean. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors did go on record saying they want to work together. They want to work together just as much as De Niro and Pacino have worked together. They want to. They want that type of creative relationship. I wouldn't be mad so, at that, man. They 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 both did a really good job, and they both play off of each other really well. You know, and there was this kind of a thing on social media, like people are saying, "Oh, Michael B. Jordan's not that good of an actor." I'm like. I don't understand what y'all are talking about. Every single role I've even I've ever seen him in, even in The Wire when he was just a kid, he's been good. So I don't know why people thought that. Me neither, but fuck them. There are a bunch of haters. <laughs> Speaking of haters, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna stop. Oh my God. I'm gonna stop. Um, overall, my rating for this movie, uh, four out of five, man. Uh, definitely recommend seeing it. It's I really enjoyed it. I had a blast. Um, I saw it with my little brother. It's it's kind of it's kind of a thing we got. We've seen all three Creed movies in theaters. Me and my little brother. So that was a little that was a nice little thing to like share with them. Um, but yeah, man, it was really cool. You know, seeing a um, a black movie that's not a superhero movie or a slave movie um, be so successful at the box office. Yeah, doesn't happen that often. It does not happen that often. Um, and at the end of the day, it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, these these guys came together. This is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. This is Jonathan made the start of Jonathan Majors and Michael's uh, their creative partnership. I wouldn't be surprised if you know they. Well, I won't say they'll they'll have like a production company together, but. If their production companies don't partner up at some point, I don't know. But um, what's your rating? Yeah, my rating. She had my rating for this film: four point five out of five. This might this be the first had... time you rated a movie higher than me. Well, what'd you give it? A four. 
You don't even be paying okay. attention when I'm talking, do you? Damn. So I, mm, sorry, I am betting on some some sports right now. See that you see this huh. unprofessional, unbelievable. Mm, well, it's not as unprofessional as you know you being signed out. Alexa saying something. All right, that's before. not. That's oh, oh! I be- I'm I believe pretty sure last- that was on your end. I, don't I believe the last end. three times that somebody's phone went off. And well, mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode. I gave it a four. Huh. You gave it a four point five. You can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts: Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on TikTok. We have a Discord. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. I think I we have it. all of that shit. Come uh, follow TikTok. us. TikTok. As listen well. to us. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. We on all the platforms. Yes. Except also, YouTube. by the way, what was <laughs> well, real quick, before before we end for real, what was with that announcer with the, the white guy with the dreads? I was like, wait, what was Oh yeah, I was I saw some microphones. Like, is that is that white guy has dreadlocks? Or I was like, yeah. No, that those are dreads, bro. I was like, wait, what? Where's the where's the Let's get ready to rumble, guy. What's going on here? I, I think he's. I think he's sick. I think he's got throat cancer or oh, something. Oh, jeez. Oh man. Shit. I hope he gets better. Damn. Yeah, that was. That was Hopefully, like, that he was, got it the same way Mike, um, Michael Douglas got it. Oh my god. I'm just gonna end the the, the episode there. We're All out. Right. Bye. Peace. Peace. I want my Joel off. <laughs>